This is the St. Marianne Cope Parish Podcast. Thanks for joining us. St. Marianne Cope Parish is the community of Catholic believers from Lakeland and Solvay, New York, located in Syracuse. Our podcast is here to help encourage and edify you in your faith. a suitcase, one suitcase, pack it full, get in your car and drive down Interstate 81 heading south. I'll tell you more later. Nobody's moving. (laughs) Imagine what that must have been like. But we see Abram's faithfulness here. Get up and go forth from the land of your kinsfolk, and I'll show you what I plan to do later. It took a great deal of faith to obey God, but Abram did it. And the following words, the words that follow God's command, help us understand a little about why he did it, because Abram understood he would not be alone. God would be with him every step of the way. And these readings today are meant to tell us that in this season of Lent, as we set out on this journey, toward the Resurrection Sunday, that we will not be alone. That God will be with us every step of the way if we choose to do his will. God says to Abram, I will make you a great nation. He didn't say to Abram, you've got to go out, figure out where I want you to go, and then figure out how to make a great nation. No, God said, I will make a great nation, and I will bless you. And I will make your name great, and I will bless those who bless you. In our psalm, beautiful words. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. And that's the all-important part of the phrase, as we place our trust in you. Because unless we do that, unless we trust God, that he has a plan and that we are part of it, and we allow ourselves to be open to that plan that he has, he's not gonna bother with us unless we open our hearts and minds to his Holy Spirit. St. Paul, writing to Timothy, the first lines are hard to hear. Bear your share of hardship for the gospel. There's hardship in the gospel, would you believe it? If you choose to live your life in a gospel way, you will have hardship. In our world today, if you choose to be a good Catholic Christian and live your life as the gospel says to live it, you will be mocked and you will be spurned and shunned. You may lose friends. You may lose family. But in one some way or another, it will be hard. But then Paul says, he saved us and called us to a holy life but according to his design, not ours. And that in the grace bestowed on us through Jesus Christ, we can do anything. In the gospel, we see again Peter, James, and John. I think last year we might have mentioned that these three were favored among the apostles. And that's why they kept being shown 
the miracles and being invited to things like this transfiguration event. But it's a little more than that, really. It isn't so much that they are favored as it is that Jesus knew what they would have to endure. That Peter, who had just been given the keys to the kingdom, who had witnessed to Jesus as the Messiah, is now going to be shown how right he was, but that later he would give his life for that witness. James, James would be the first of the apostles that are that to, uh, to be martyred. And John, the youngest, the beloved, John would go on to write the most beautiful scripture we have. But Jesus didn't say to them, you three, go up the mountain and have an epiphany, have an experience of God. Come back later and tell me how it went. No, he led them up the mountain. And he led them up a high mountain. Now it's interesting that Jesus goes up a high mountain, but when he experienced his temptation from the devil, which we heard just recently, that the devil led him up a very high mountain. And why is that even important? It's just words, right? Well, words are important. Because the devil always goes overboard. You can depend on the devil to make the worst things look like the best. But Jesus, Jesus works through nature. He makes everything as it should be. But he makes it new. But he doesn't go over the top with it. He didn't say to James and John and Peter, go up on the mountain and make your faces shine. Because, of course, they couldn't do that. They couldn't make their clothes become white as light. Only God could do that. And that's what Jesus was saying to them. Peter was right. I am the Messiah. I am who you've been waiting for. And then Peter, in his excitement, says, Lord, it is good to be here. We should stay. I'll put up three tents. And notice that the three tents were going to be for someone else, not himself. He and James and John were going to sleep in the open while Jesus, Moses, and Elijah had a tent. And while he was still asking Jesus if they could stay, a bright cloud cast a shadow over them. Now, the word used here for cast a shadow over them is the same word used in the Old Testament to describe the cloud that the Israelites were led by when they came out of Egypt. It is the same word used to describe the presence of God as a cloud in the temple when Solomon dedicated it to God. And it is the same word used to describe the cloud of the presence of God in the temple that the prophets saw departing from the temple because of the sinfulness of the people. And it would not be until now, until this time, when Peter, James, and John see this bright cloud casting a shadow over them, that they would understand that the presence of God was with them again. And then from that cloud comes a voice. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Where have we heard that before? 
Have we heard that before? The baptism, right. Exactly, thank you very much. The baptism of Jesus, when the heavens opened up and the voice of God said the same thing. Two times now, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. He didn't say, follow him like a pet. He didn't say, try to do what he does, try to imitate him. He didn't say any of that. He said, listen to him, which indicates to us that the word is important. First, we have to listen to him. And once we've got it straight, then we can do things. And the disciples were terrified, of course, and they fell prostrate. They were hiding their faces, and they were very afraid. But what did Jesus do? He does what he always does. He came to them, and he touched them, and he said, don't be afraid, get up. And when they got up, Moses and Elijah were gone, and it was only Jesus and the three of them. And then as they came down from the mountain, he said to them, don't tell anyone what you saw until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Why? Because he knew what the people expected, and what they were expected was something very different from what he had to offer them. So he didn't want a lot of gossip and speculation. He wanted them to understand who he was and why he had come. But of course, it happened anyway, didn't it? The gossip and the speculation led to misunderstanding and a refusal to understand. Some people couldn't understand and some people wouldn't understand, just like today. There are people who will not understand. As I watched the news a couple of evenings ago, I saw the senator from New York State standing at a microphone in front of the Department of Justice, the House of the Supreme Court. He's wagging his finger at a crowd who's screaming in the background. And behind his shoulder, I see someone lift a sign up that says, abortion is a Catholic value. Abortion is a Catholic value. Abortion is murder, plain and simple. And it's barbaric murder. And there's no other way to describe it. And if you think otherwise, then you are one of those people who refuse to understand, who will not listen to Jesus. Now, I began by saying these readings were meant to encourage us through Lent. I sort of ended on a somber note there, though, didn't I? But believe me, these readings are intended to show us that God is with us, that Jesus has promised to help us every step of the way. All we have to do is understand who he is and listen to him. And he will lead us up the high mountain, and we will receive his body and blood. You come down this aisle today, you stand in front of this altar, it's like going up the mountain, and you will receive the body and blood of Jesus. And if you don't believe that, then I have pity for you. But believe this, God has promised us a great deal. He gave us his son. His son has promised us great power. He gives us that power first in our baptism, 
where we receive the grace of Jesus Christ, which erases our sin. And then we receive that grace continuously in every sacrament. Every time we receive Jesus in the sacrament of Holy Communion, every time we go to confession, we receive grace, grace that gives us the ability to do great things. We have the power to change the world. Not just the world right around you, but the world. But because we don't understand it and we don't believe it, that power is nothing for us. We do nothing with it. These readings are meant to encourage us through the season of Lent. Lent may seem like a somber time as opposed to Advent, which is always full of parties and celebrations in anticipation of Christmas. In Lent, we wear purple, the penitential color. We deny our things, ourselves of things, but the season of Lent is actually a beautiful time. And I wanted to share with you a prayer that, uh, that came from a favorite saint of mine, St. Francis de Sales. And it has to do with the crosses that St. Paul was talking about. Bear your share of the hardship of the gospel. Every one of us bears hardships. And St. Francis de Sales says, the everlasting God has in his wisdom foreseen from eternity the cross he now presents to you as a gift from his innermost heart. This cross he now sends you he has considered with his all-knowing eyes, understood with his divine mind, tested with his wise justice, warmed with his loving arms, and weighed with his own hands to see that it not be one ounce too heavy for you. He has blessed it with his holy name, anointed it with his grace, perfumed it with his consolation, and taken one last glance at you, and your courage has sent it to you from heaven, a special greeting from God to you, and alms of the merciful love of God. Now, how beautiful is that? A gift from God. Your cross is a gift, and if you bear it willingly, it will bring forth great power in you, great power in you, and you can change the world. Thanks for joining us on the St. Marianne Cope Parish Podcast. If you have questions about St. Marianne Cope Parish, our locations, or any of our ministries, visit us online at stmariannecope.org.